3: If there were a uh, a trophy, right, for being the best roofing contractor in Memphis, it would go to Chris McCauley. Rain outside. Dude, I got so many projects in my house. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm overwhelming him. I'm overwhelming him with projects. Good. No, it's not good. It's good for him. This is good for him. For me, though, I'm like, dang. Oh, he make you a good deal. Can you say, he like. Hmm. That's what a brother going to have to take out. After all these projects, but the good news is I don't have to, like, go all around Memphis, you know. I can just call one dude, Chris McCulley. He can handle all of it. whether it's roofing, whether it's retaining wall, whether it's projects around the house, you know, some plumbing. Like, he does it all. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason and John Show. He's going to throw in a free roofing upgrade. Check
1: out the website, Roofing com. Then lock in the number, 901-487-7096. It's smart to lock it in because... Like we say, whether it's now or later, you're eventually going to have issues with your roof if you're a homeowner. Just part of the deal. And then again, renovation questions. You want to build that uh that outside patio up, freshen that thing up, have a new look on it. Build out your upstairs. Chris McCulley and his team going to handle that as well. They got the trophy, all right. Try taking it from him too. Strong as he is, you're not going to do it. 487 but the most popular roofing company got a bunch of five star reviews on Facebook. You can see for yourself over at McCully Roofing and Renovations.
3: You ever taken out a HELOC, bro? You never thought about it. No. It's a little complicated. It's kind of hard for me to understand. I'm like, all right, well, how much do I got to pay back, and by when? Like, it's what's a HELOC? Of, it's like it's the home equity line of credit, right? It's the uh, mm-hmm. oh. you draw down on the uh, you know on the principal and then the in- but you don't have to pay the interest. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but it's like it's like it's like a well with like interest rates where they are right now. <clears throat> it's not the best time to do it. But you know, a lot of times they'll run the rates will still be a lot better than like your average credit card. You know what I mean? So yeah, like you don't it, want
4: to put that kind of thing on a credit card. Yeah. So
3: like let's say let's just say right you had twenty thousand dollars of of improvements you have to make on your home. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you don't want to put that on a credit card because unless you plan on paying that off, that twenty thousand is going to become. 30000 35000 right? Mm-hmm. So you put on a HELOC and you borrow against the equity of your home, the interest rate, you know, would be like whatever the mortgage rates are today, you know. So it could be 4% 5% as opposed to 18, 25. You know, I don't know what you're, I mean, I'm assuming you're a man of great credit, great standing, but, you know, you have to shop around and, oh, okay. you know, and I'm, and I'm proud of you for that. You know, you got it out the mud. You got better credit than me, man. And that, and that, that, that says probably a lot about me, you know, that my credit is as bad as it is, mm-hmm. you know, some decisions I've made along the way. But, yeah, I haven't done it yet, but I, I, I'm going to have to do it. I got,
1: and we can tell you're
3: looking at it. Things just – they just crop up on you, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be all in. I'm going to be all in on my home projects. Now I see what you're doing. Now you're getting there. Much like several teams around the NBA are going to be all in this season. As the schedule release, oh, you landed that plane. Is uh, it was a little wobbly, you know? We had some st- we had some headwinds, but see, that's the thing. the The plane last year for Memphis basketball was flying upside down like Denzel, but it landed, didn't it? Oh, he got to turn it back
1: around. Yeah, Penny did.
3: And we landed this plane. Uh, the schedule release is two o'clock. Uh, we, we we uh we're cursed. I mean, we don't get that. You know, the G 9 on Jeffrey show was blessed with that one, but um, <clears throat> there is a piece up at ESPN.com about teams this season and beyond who are all in. Imagine Jason looking down at a pair of twos and two twos hit the flop. Woo! He's all in. Couldn't even wait, right? Push, Push the chips in. Yep. Now, they go through many teams in the NBA, and they start with this tier. All in on a championship this season. There are six teams, Brooklyn Nets, Clippers, Heat, Bucks, Sixers, and the Suns, I think those are all very obvious. Now, the Nets may not be, ultimately, when it's all said and done, right? I mean, they are now with the roster as it is. Yeah. But if— Still, could, things could change. If they end up trading Kevin Durant— I think we're leaning towards they're not
1: going to do that, though. Joe right. Joe Size going to call his bluff here.
3: Mark Stein was kind of hinting at that he, he could retire. Well, that turned out and to be— And then he shot that He down. shot that on down. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so those are the six teams that are all in on the team. I mean, I, I don't really think there's even much. I mean, I mean the Heat are, but they can't. I mean, last year felt like the Heat's year to me, you know, mm-hmm. and they just broke down at the end. Kyle Lowry was probably 30 pounds overweight. Jimmy Butler did everything. Max Strus had a three, turn to a two for no apparent reason. Or was it t- – it was taken off the board completely, right? Yes. They took it off the – they took three points off the board, bro. They lost by four. I mean I- – Uh, You know, that's just one that you don't get over as a Miami Heat fan. Um, The Suns are all-in on a championship because they have the contracts and they have Chris Paul. So, of course, they're going to be all-in, and they just paid DeAndre Ayton. So, Bucks have Giannis, Chris Middleton, et cetera. 76ers have James Harden, Joel Embiid. They just went out and got P.J. Tucker. Um, Yes, they're going to be – the Clippers have Kawhi. It's all – you know, what does it mean to be all-in on a championship season? It means you have a bunch of old veteran guys who are on max deals, you know, whose prime years are running out. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, isn't it? Well, that and, and they've, as, as the
1: piece puts it, you've you've exhausted all, most of your resources in pursuit of the success right now. So you've traded away draft picks, those kinds of things beforehand, and it's for those reasons that they do not have the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, the two teams that were just in the finals, in this all-in because they haven't so far gambled away any of their picks or future as opposed to these other teams for the instant success, they still have at least according, an eye on the long term. Now, yeah. it's, I mean, the Celtics clearly went. You go out and get Malcolm Brogdon to correct your turnover issue. You're, you know, you're you're right to win, but in terms of throwing away the future, yep. you know, gambling the future, yep. your future picks, all that, they haven't done that, and neither have the Golden State Warriors. So they they're. I get it. At first, you're looking at this thing. What do you mean all in, not all in on a championship? Both teams just went to the finals. But they, unlike the uh, uh, some of these other teams, the Clippers, some of these teams like the Nets, they haven't uh, gambled away the future for instant success. That's the way the piece puts it. Yes. I, I would agree. They're on a lower tier and a tier that also includes the Grizzlies.
3: Now, yeah, like you mentioned, there is the next tier down, which is all in on a championship over the next five seasons, there's only four teams, and this is the group, to me, it feels like you want to be on, right? It's the Boston Celtics. It's the Denver Nuggets. It's the Golden State Warriors. And it is the Memphis Grizzlies. These are the four teams. Now, it's interesting that they have the Warriors in this group. Um, I, I I mean, I feel like they're kind of all in now, just as a function of who they, you know, like just their roster, right? And not because of like any like moves but they made. They but, only
1: own one future first-round pick. Right. That's so, it. That's so they've it. got all their picks is the point. that they've, they've
3: got all this right now, but they also have youth, and they have all of their picks. They do have some youth, but it's very unproven youth. I mean, Moses Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman, that's all s- speculative youth. Uh,
1: Jordan Poole is proven
3: youth. That's true. Proven youth. Okay, he's the one. He's the one they have. But
1: and, and out of those other three you feel pretty good about, it, just to the point that for an old veteran team that's coming off a hell of a run and hell of an era – They've still got enough youth that you can work that in. It's not like most old teams that have won the way Golden State has. That, But but their point, John, of having them lower tier is that they've got all their future draft picks. Those teams that are all in right now that they've got the tier ahead of them do not. That's the point. Golden State and Boston still owe. Oh, Golden State's only got one future first-rounder that they owe.
3: But doesn't that kind of make you all in now, though, because you'd have no picks? I mean, the Grizzlies have picks,
1: you know? That's what it's saying. Golden State has picks. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, you're saying they do have picks. Yes. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Golden State and Boston. That's the way this piece has broken them down. Yeah. Have their picks still? Golden State only owes one. The other teams, the Nets, those teams, they don't have anything. Phoenix, they're all in right now because they don't have a, a future. Picks, everything else. Yeah. That's why they've got Golden State and Boston on that list.
3: Yeah. The Grizzlies, they say, uh, vaulted into this tier ahead of schedule. Memphis is one of the youngest teams to finish in the league's top two in regular season wins. Corey Desmond Bain, 24; Ja, 23; Jaron, 22. The Grizzlies' window is wide open. Um, so I think I think the natural question just becomes: When do you go from being all in? You know, in the next five years, to it is is time. It's time to cash in the chips. It's time to go for it. You know, I don't know when that time is. I I, I think that's the that's the tricky. Maybe just maybe you don't have to do anything. That's the ideal recipe. You just like let it play out. You just like let Ja and Jaron and and Bane develop, and hopefully like one of these rookies hits Laravia, Kennedy Chandler, um, it, uh, who's the who's the third the third guy? Uh, Roddy. Yeah, Roddy. Exactly. You hope one of those you hope one of those hit, um, and you don't have to do anything. But like, how often does that happen?
1: Well, the next step feels like to me is trying to find out if Dylan Brooks is going to accept the extension at your number. Yep. Right. So then is he part of the, the future and part of this what you're trying to build as Dylan's put it a dynasty includes him and your your, your four main guys, him, Jaron, Bain, and Ja, obviously. So that, that's to me, that's where it seems like you're at. In terms of on the floor, heck, I mean Jaron's not gonna be there start, but that was the point of trying to get just all four of them out there so you get an idea. But then it really comes down to Dylan Brooks. Yep. Because you've got a number. Right in terms of what what you've paid John Jaron already, what you're going to have to pay Bain, you got a number that you got to keep dealing that it's going to be. Frankly, do you want to be a part of this or not? Once you find that out, mm-hmm. whether Dylan Brooks is a part of it or not, then you decide. Okay, we've got these picks. Now we got some. We got some room. We got some money. What do we decide to do with it? Is it now time to go all in and push it in at that point? I mean that's that's how these steps have got to go and really the next piece of it is finding out whether or not Dylan Brooks is gonna accept that contract extension again at your number. Four for sixty or whatever the heck it's gonna be, it's gotta be at your number. Then you move forward to see. Yep. Right? Then then it's okay, you got a big three rather than a big four. How do we proceed in terms of filling out the rest of this thing and going all in? Yep. I mean that's that's how this thing's got to operate step-by-step step now.
3: Well, and it's just so, it's so. <clears throat> and so you'll be there. It
1: feels like you want to you rush it, right? You want to get there, have the answer. Especially when you finish so you can the can go second in, before, in the West. But remember, again, Ja just turned 23. Well, Jaren said, man, you're, you're a young team right now that's yeah. got all the time in the world. And I
3: also think, too, like, I made this point before, but I'll make it again here. It's not
1: all the time in the world, but you got some, you, your windows there. Yeah, you I don't, don't want to go too far. No, with I'm with all, you. Because Jaws on a set contract. Right. And, Lord knows you just can't bank on him staying here forever. And the truth you is, you got to maximize. You
3: don't know what you don't know yet. That's true. Like you still don't know what you're re- like. Okay, obviously, like if it's like a you know, uh, you know, pick a pick a great you know, if it's a Jason Tatum, obviously, every everybody needs a Jason Tatum. But Jason Tatum's never going to be on the market. So you got to ask yourself, like, what do we truly need, and and is this guy going to bring us that, and are we willing to pay the price? Well, we don't really know, like. Again, because the playoffs was a little distorted in the sense of they lost a job midway through the series. Who knows how that series could have turned out. Wow. They should have won game one, right, easily. I mean, they, you know, had a chance there at the end. Draymond Green got ejected. They should have won that game. Um, and then they lost job ja after uh, after game three. So, you know, we really still don't know what the core needs would be when we're talking about championship. Like, what's the – is it shooting? I mean, pr- I mean, you could always have more shooting. But, like, you're not going all in on just a shooter. You know what I mean? Is it, is it a center? Is it a big? You know, because Steven Adams might not be the, the long-term you know, option there. They might want to go mm-hmm. make a bigger splash. I, you know, again, don't know. So I think you kind of have to let them earn a little bit more scars than that before you exactly are willing to say, all right, let's, you know, let's, pull, the, let's pull the trigger let's pull the lottery. Um, <clears throat> other teams all in on playoff success. The Atlanta Hawks, the Bulls. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Blazers. Apparently, the Blazers are all in on playoff success for some reason. Not sure how they intend to get there, right? Because I mean that's going to be very difficult for them. They're not making the playoffs.
1: They well, they they're they're including the trade for Jeremy Grant and saying that's a team that's trying to. Bro, they
3: are not making the playoffs. But I but I mean I guess that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean they're trying to do that. But you tell me whose spot they taking?
1: Oh, I don't have Portland in the playoffs.
3: Man, that's crazy to me. That's why I was like, it didn't make sense to me that Dame resign. Like, bro, you're you're you've you've done it. You got to the Western Conference Finals. That's all you're ever gonna do there. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've topped out there. It's time to go. It's time to go to somewhere you know a, a different place. I don't know where that is, but like, look, the Suns aren't going anywhere. The Grizz aren't going anywhere. Warriors aren't going anywhere. Mavs aren't going anywhere. Utah's
1: coming out. So Jazz
3: think. are done. Yep. So that's one spot. But the Nuggets, the Timberwolves. The Pelicans, but the Clippers are going to take that that spot, you know.
1: I just think the the you know between the between the Thunder, the Clippers, you know teams that are coming up from down, um, it's still going to be tough for Portland, I would think.
3: Portland's all in. So, on I mean, the play again,
1: let's be here. LeBron is saying you ain't going to have me out. Exactly how much I That's believe exactly into right. is different. But the Lakers aren't sitting here saying we're going to be behind Portland. Believe yes. that. Yes, are they I mean, better than? And certainly you know, from the a Lakers. talent standpoint, in that town in that starting five, you'd have to put the Lakers above them. So that's why I say it's going to be a tough road for Portland to make the playoffs, brother. Yeah, maybe even be any be one of the playing teams.
3: I think I think that's that's really what it comes down to for the Trailblazers is are they better than the Lakers? I don't think so. As bad as the Lakers are, I don't think they're. But I would take the Lakers in a seven-game series against the Portland Trailblazers.
1: Well, what my thing would be, do you understand what Minnesota's done in terms of trading away some of those future assets for playoff success? Realize that's a playoff-starved organization, and you saw just how starved they were about how happy they got just to be in them against the Grizzlies. But the point is that, that that's enough because it's you know clearly at one point the Grizzlies decided, well, for us it's not. We, we're we're going to blow this thing up and go a different direction. You strike on Luck, get John Moran, and it puts you there faster. But for Minnesota, you've traded away the future for, for the playoffs. Like, Rudy Gobert is not a guy who's going to get you, advance you in the playoffs. Yep. And that's the point is that, well, at, at some point around here, we decided, well, it's been nice, but we want more. We're going bigger picture here. We, we're we looking at Milwaukee. They've done it. Small markets can do this. We're not going to be OKC that has talent and blows it, right? That that That's the whole point. For Minnesota – this is not a move for a championship. This is a move for playoff success. And I'm just I'd ask you, is that the right thing to do when you got a, a dude who looks like he could be a lot like Ja in terms of Anthony Edwards and the star that he could be? Well now you've gambled away a lot of your future picks. No question. You know what I'm saying? In terms of building around, I just is it the right approach for Minnesota? Again, especially when you've got a guy like Anthony Edwards, looks like he could be an absolute star. I think they've they've I think they've 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 blown it here in terms of knee jerk reaction, let's do something big. Here, under some new leadership, let's do something big. And, yeah, it's going to get you some playoff appearances, but, again, that's, that looks like it's going to be all that it adds up to because after that, you won't have the picks to develop guys to get further. I'd, again, I, I'd have done it a different way, much like maybe the Grizzlies are doing it, when I've got a guy like Andy Edwards. I think, again, they're all in on playoff success. I, I think ESPN's got them in the right spot. They're all in, but just on making the playoffs.
3: Yep. and that, and that, But, like, they don't think of it like that. That's the crazy part, you know. They think they're getting. Well, they've
1: been out so long, I kind of get it that they're starved, right? Last year, you could see it. You, yeah. could, you know, what was the drought? It was years, over a decade, or whatever it was. Um, that for them is good enough. Around here, they, you know, we did that. We did that. We're ready for something bigger.
3: Well, some people appreciated those years, Jason.
1: Well, yeah, you wanted to keep it together. That's my way of keeping them bringing that up on you
3: forever. Forever. But
1: what I tell you, we had to dream big, and we did. And we were rewarded for doing At it. Among your we best. We were rewarded for Dreaming Big. Among your by best By getting the takes. number two pick.
3: Among your your best and, aging takes on the show, and, for and, sure. and what I said was it didn't have to be
1: a Sacramento Kings rebuild where you never get back. It can go a different way, and it absolutely did. Now, with, in fairness. With a huge stroke of luck. That's exactly right. To headline it. That, that's, there was no promise of that. That's the difference.
3: I mean if they didn't But it had
1: you got you gotta be willing to do it to take the chance. You don't win the lottery
3: without buying the ticket. Well, that's true. That's true. And and, but if they don't draft Ja, they don't get number two. We're talking we're having a who knows where the Grizzlies are right now.
1: It could be it could look a lot more like the Kings. We're just in the abyss.
3: I think that's And you
1: don't know if you're coming or going.
3: I think that's something that gets taken for granted. You know, like dude, the Grizzlies would have been in NBA purgatory for a long time had had it not been for Ja Morant. Well, just imagine how much different
1: it would have been if they got the one pick. That, too. Because then you'd be dealing with more question marks on are we good, are we not? Is Zion out there? Is he good? Crazy. Is he going to be all right or not? Because you would have taken him one. Man. You end up two, and you probably end up with the best thing out of out Man. of the draft. It, it, Take it really, the probably out of it. You did.
3: They drafted John Moran in what, 2019? I mean, 2020 would have been a wash. 2021 would have been a wash. Now, well, It's hard to know. But, like, was there any, like, you know you, – you, I'm thinking of like the best players, right? Cade Cunningham, Paolo Bancaro. But none of those dudes, none of those dudes are as transformative or would have been as transformative as John Moran has been. You know, they're not the caliber of like – I'm high on Paolo. But to get a electrifying point guard, I mean, that's the best thing you could ever have asked for. And they got it. And they got it at the two spot. I mean, it's just—it's it, really
1: like winning. A, it's like winning a title already because your, Memphis's luck had never been that good. Period. Mem- Memphis sports deserved uh, uh, that kind of luck. That kind of, frankly, you could say, divine intervention. Uh, for that, that you didn't even get the one in this case. That two might come out better than one. That's divine intervention. And Memphis sports deserved that just overall. That's right. As much as it had come up short, That's hadn't right. gotten, to, hadn't had luck go its way, all that stuff. It was time for it too. I mean, the skies parted when uh, when they got the number two pick.
3: It was the, it was, and we it, had
1: no idea just how much. So well, yeah. When, even when they announced two, yeah. we were happy. Yeah, we realize how much it was going to change the game, change everything about everything yeah, we know ja, about that franchise. Ja,
3: ja has been even better than I think. We were optimistic. He's been even better than we thought he'd be. I mean, that's the crazy part. It's like we all had high expectations. Dude, to surpassing them. I mean, all star starter by year three. Unbelievable. Truly ridiculous. Number two seed in He's the West,
1: all, all NBA by year three. That's crazy.
3: It, it's like it's like you got to catch your breath a little bit sometimes. We like just sit back and think about just how because like, when you're in it, you're like oh we're in it, but then we're like, like man like, like. how fortunate you the are. The chain be in of it, events. Him,
1: yes, because it could have gone much differently.
3: The chain of events that happened for the Grizzlies to be where they are right now as a franchise. To be. I mean,
1: look at OKC since they pushed the reset button. I know they got a lot of picks and yeah, maybe some of these guys have come just, through. That's but That's just, been a mess since they pushed reset.
3: No, it's like it to me. I look at the Oklahoma City Thunder team like crap in one hand, wish in the other, and see which one builds up faster. You know what I mean? Like that's just a bunch of hope and dreams. Exactly. And, that you're selling. It hadn't
1: fit together at yeah. all yet.
3: Like those dudes got none of it. They gotta defend. They gotta like each other. They gotta. They gotta make shots. They gotta like you know, develop together. I mean, there's no there's no promise of that. You know, what if Chet Homer is a bust? You know? I mean, what what's that set you back? I mean, they look good on paper for a young team, but eventually you're only you're only young for so long. Then you're like, all right, the NBA timeline starts to say, okay, you've been young for three years now. It's time to start winning. It's time to start doing some material, you know, good things on the court rather than just be this theoretical team in fifteen years you know, or whatever, you know, eight. You know, Grizzlies made it right now. They made. They said, you know what, to hell with that. We're ahead of schedule. Well, this is our time now. They took that in their own hands. And, uh, you know, the league will never be the same. I think that's that, That's what's fair to say. Uh, all right, we will come back. Rob Dosh is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about Bronny James, Keontae Johnson.
4: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Kind of ESPN. Regulators! up! It was a clear black night. A clear white moon warmer. G was on the street. Rob Doster he runs the field of 68. You know, it's always basketball season in Memphis. He joins us now. Rob, what up, man? What's going on, fellas? How we doing? Oh, you know, it's August, good. which means it's Penny Hardaway's busiest month of the recruiting calendar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every other coach is like, "All right, here's what here's what we got. What we get, what are we looking at." Penny's like, "Hmm, can I sneak two more like high profile guys in here before school starts?" Is like, is yeah. it is there another coach that you know of off the top of your head that like will do this as routinely as Penny?
2: At least he's not going after high school juniors this year, right? At least he's going after guys that have, have played in college basketball.
3: Fair before. point. Fair point. I mean, when I mean, you, you put it guys. like that, bro. I mean, it seems a little pointed.
2: I, yeah, well, I, I will say this, man. Like the 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 Memphis team. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a basketball team that is as old as this Memphis team. <laughs> but they're probably older than like half of the G League. Yes, they are. Their nucleus
1: kind of, is older than the Grizzlies. That's that's for real. For yeah,
2: you. yeah. Al- Alex Lomax, fifth year. DeAndre Williams, fifth year. Malcolm Dandridge, he's a senior. Uh, Penny's kid, fifth year. Right. All of the transfers that they're bringing in are all fifth year guys. And DeAndre Williams is older than John Martin.
3: And, and he's got another year.
1: And they tell us he has another year, Rob.
3: <laughs> and they intend. Yes. And they intend I never to use it. everyone have got to graduate, man. Keep him around forever. <laughs> no, that's what that's what we said. You know what I'm saying? Like some people retire. Dude
1: is really gonna have gray hair out there playing in a minute.
3: Yeah, like our the, the gag is like some people retire. You know, as a as a whatever, as an LSU Tiger, as a Packer, whatever. Like DeAndre Williams is not gonna only retire. He's going to die in the uniform. <laughs> You know, like, so that's the, but, but why kick them out of here? Why, what's the rush? You know, enjoy your, yeah. co- enjoy your college years into your 30s, man, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think we've kind of seen in college basketball in recent years how important it is to, one, have, like, roster continuity, right? Two, have guys that are old and going to develop within a program, right? And three, have guys that aren't just 18- and 19-year-olds that you're relying on uh, adjusting to this level, and if you look at the teams that have had success in the American, right, specifically Houston, Houston kind of does the same thing, where they're just always old, they're always big, they're always tough, and they're always physical. Um, you look at uh, what Baylor does. You look at what Villanova did when they were winning their national titles, right? They had juniors and seniors everywhere. And it just so happened that the years that they had juniors and seniors that were pros and lottery picks, that was the year that they're winning national titles. Otherwise, they're just, you know, winning their conferences and they're being top 15 teams and they're making runs in tournaments. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing out of this group and out of this Memphis program now. And uh, I I do believe that, um, you know, down the stretch of the year, the the COVID year, right, when, when Memphis won the um, – when they made the run the NIT – Right, and they didn't make the NCAA tournament. That was like a top thirty, top twenty-five basketball team by the time mm-hmm. stuff was all said and done. They just didn't have a resume to be able to prove it. Right? right. Then last season, I think it was quite evident that if they didn't have that that uh, that four-game stretch in November and December where they lost everything, you know, we're probably looking at a team that's like a five or six seed, and a team that we can, you know, is not going to run into Gonzaga in the second round. You play anybody else in the second round, Memphis is a team that you're like, you know what, they have a chance, right? I think that's what we were all saying last year. And they almost beat Gonzaga, too. So, look, I, I, I think I kind of like what, what Penny's building there. I kind of like the identity that that Memphis program has. And the fact that you now have a bunch of 23-year-olds that are get out there and be physical in a sport where everybody's going to be 19 and 20 years old, where all of these guys are still going to be adjusting to the college basketball level, where you have guys that are just actual adults in grad school, you know, it's it's – uh, it's a smart way to play if you're going to play the style that, that Memphis has kind of employed the last three years.
1: On Bronny James, Rob, we I mean, you know why Oregon's on him with the Nike ties, Ohio State, because of, you know, where dad's from. We can understand those connections. But if you're Penny Hardaway or Jawan Howard or, heck, uh, Shire, I mean, down at Duke, North, do, do, you, do you put the full-court press on Bronny and, and, and go after him, wanting him, you know, knowing what comes with it, which is you know, the headlines, is he playing or not? Is he developing? Are you making him a first-round draft pick? My question for you is, if you're Penny Hardaway, Rob, are you going hard after Bronny James? By the way, your son is playing with him at Sierra Canyon this year. Ashton Hardaway's going out there. If you're Penny, you putting the full-court press on him?
2: Yeah, I would. I wouldn't make it be the kind of priority where it's like, if we don't get Bronny James, our program is not going to be able to survive, right? I do think right. that there's something to be said for the spotlight that comes with it. Um, you know, if you want... If you want attention on your college basketball program, the best way to do that is to go get Bronny James because he's going to be the biggest name in college basketball, regardless of how good he's going to end up being. Um, So I think that you have to also be built to be able to withstand that kind of spotlight, right? I think Michigan is. I think Duke absolutely is. They've had uh, brands that were as big as um, Bronny James coming through. Zion Williamson was bigger than Bronny James is going to ever be when he was at Duke, right? And I think that Memphis, you know, what they dealt with last year and the fact that their, uh, their coach is Penny Hardaway, a legend in and of himself in that city and uh, in, in, in this country and in the sport, I think that it makes a lot of sense to go get him. Now, in terms of what Bronny's going to end up being as a player, like, mm-hmm. I really hope people kind of understand that Bronny is not his dad. Right. Right. Like, he's mm-hmm. never going to be his dad. It doesn't matter, you know, whatever he does and however hard he works, he will never be LeBron James. And I think the most unfair thing for him is the fact that he has that name, right? And I don't, I don't. Maybe unfair is the wrong word to use, but the kid is going to end up being a really good college basketball player, and he's going to have a, a, a shot to make it as an NBA basketball player because of the fact that he's he's got pretty good size for his position. He's a really, really good shooter. He knows how to play. He knows how to defend. He's going to be athletic enough. I don't know if you guys saw him dunking on people yeah. out there in France, but um, if you kind of set your expectations where like okay, this dude could be a 3-and-D wing in college and be really effective as a freshman and then maybe find a way to get to the NBA just kind of playing a hole. You know, that's, that would be a really good career for Bronny James. Not everybody's going to end up being LeBron. For 99.9% of NBA players, getting one NBA paycheck means you made it, means that you were successful in this business, in, in, in basketball. Um, so I, I just hope people kind of have yeah. – that level of expectation in terms of what he's going to be as a player. And if he's better than great, awesome. Mm-hmm. We could be happy for him. But like the dude is is a 6 foot 4 scoring guard that isn't super talented and isn't super athletic and isn't a freak of nature. You know there's only a certain ceiling that those guys are going to be able to have uh long term. Like there's a reason why he's like what is he like a top 40 recruit, top yeah, 30 something like, like, like that. Yeah, 49 ish yep. Yeah, and you know that that's got a little bit of a bump because of what his last name is. So um, I mean, he, that, I, I hope I'm not like raining on the parade there. But like, he's going to be a really good player. But the hype far out exceeds uh, what he's going to end up being.
3: That's that is the risk. That's kind of why I'm like, you know, I wouldn't go crazy on it. You know, um, what what are you what are you what is your understanding of Keontae Johnson? Memphis is, is on the final four for Keontae, former Florida, uh, you know, I guess forward, and it's Memphis, Nebraska, West Kentucky, and uh, and Kansas State. What's your understanding of like his basketball ability like is he expected to like return and like be as awesome as he was two years ago?
2: Yeah, from I've talked to people that have said you know he's he's still the same guy he's been working out you know it's not like he hasn't done anything he's just been kind of you know sitting around and, and waiting for a chance like he's been working out he's supposedly in really good shape. Um, the problem is like everything you hear about every kid that every coach is recruiting and uh, you know, every officer like, Oh, he's great. Love this kid. He's going to have a big impact for us. Well, what does a big impact mean? Does that mean you think he's going to be the eighth man off the bench? Does does that mean you think he's going to have a chance to be an all conference player? Um, Every coach has, I've never heard one coach that said like, this kid did not have a good summer. He does not look good in workouts or he's not doing this or not doing that. So it's kind of hard to tell what is smoke at this point. We actually see him on a basketball court. But I would say this: He was the best player in the SEC um, heading into his uh, what was it? His junior season, right? He and it was not just because of like physical tools and being this unbelievably skilled player. He was smart. He was switchable. He was positionless. He fit in a lot of different places. Um, he kind of he he was a superstar, but he did that. As a role player, right? Like he was, he was, what made him great was not because he was going to go out and get you 35 every night. It's because he'd get you 17, 10, 2, 2, and 2. um, And he'd do it fitting into a system without much of an ego. And I think that a guy like that could step in pretty much anywhere and and be effective in a role. Um, Now, I don't know if you're going to get the guy, if you get him, that's going to, well, that was the SEC player of the year. Uh, but I do think that if you bring him in, at the very least, you're getting someone that fits in yep. with kind of the, the the style and the mantra that that Memphis is looking to get. And I'll tell you this about him, Like right? Like he he had his his life kind of flash before his eyes. So to a point, I think there's a little bit of just being glad to be back on the court. You're not going to have someone coming in and, and expecting expectations, um, and expecting like I need this many shots. Like he's just he's going to be playing basketball again. That's, I think that's all he really wants to do. So um, I do think that that I, I don't know, you know, I've talked with the the coaches that, that were at Baylor, right? In the times that they they were working with Jared Butler and they were working with King um T McClure and they were working with Isaiah Austin, guys that, that they knew had heart issues and they all were saying like it's if you've never dealt with it before, it's 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 a really complicated thing to like ask a kid to go push himself to exhaustion and say, Hey, we need you to work this hard knowing that the one of the last times he worked that hard he collapsed and almost died so there's there's a level of difficulty that comes with coaching a player like that that just i don't think a lot of people really think about like it's a person a person thing are you really going to go out kid to push that hard when you know he's got a bad heart right it's it's hard to do and i honestly i don't know if i would feel comfortable doing it but i mean it's keontae johnson man like you want to be able to give him a chance and and um, you know, I, I want to see him back out there because if it's safe and the doctors are saying he's cleared, which is, you know, from what I've been told, he's been cleared to play. He's allowed to do it again. So, uh, hopefully, he can I, – I, honestly, I don't care where he goes. Just get him back on the floor and, and you know, let that kid have his basketball experience.
1: It'll be a great story uh, no matter where he ends up. Last thing I got for you, how much you donate for the new uh, Kentucky practice facility, Rob? How much of that field of 68 money
2: you fork over to Cal?
1: You know they need it bad. <laughs>
2: you believe that, man? How, could, how is everybody so upset about the head coach of the Kentucky basketball program saying it's a basketball school when he's trying to get more money for a practice facility? Like, what are we doing here? Mark Stoops, man. Chill out.
3: Well, Cal didn't Come have on. to. Cal, Cal messed it, up, man. Cal messed up. Cal, Cal was a little disrespectful. i <laughs> You, you, Who cares? No, because that, what I'm saying, though, school. like, that's your colleague. You know what I mean? Like, that's the that's the guy you're in the athletic department alongside. You're not supposed to try to be drawing lines. And you turn your own, some of your
1: own fans against you
3: when you play that card. I can't believe you're taking yep. Cal's side in this. Cal, I'm not taking Cal's side. I'm just saying, like, why, why, are,
2: why are we so upset about
3: this? Cal hasn't made I mean, a Final Four since you started at NBC. That's two jobs ago, bro. I mean, <laughs> what, what are we talking about?
2: <laughs> you know? It's. <laughs> Hey, tchau, man. <laughs> you said it. You said it, Hey, look, you you have no. I I think I might have fired up the Kentucky fans more than Cal did when I said, like, look, the guy's got some pressure on his job. He just went nine and sixteen and followed that up with losing in the second round of the tournament. Right. If we have a not great year, when you bring back the National Player of the Year, you're going to be a preseason top fourteen. I I think this is the most excited Kentucky fans have been about a team since they were getting bleak Monk. De'Aaron Fox and Bam out of bio and if you mess this one up like I don't know if you're coming back from
3: that Ooh, no disagree Rob you're the best dude Appreciate thank you the so time much as Rob. always all right fellas Yep. great catch- yeah for Goodbye. sure we'll do it again soon he is Rob Doster Joined us from time to time here field of 68 one of the best doing it
0: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.